Bishop Dr. Michael Hutton Wood, the Senior Pastor of House of Judah, UK, the Happy Church, presents six dynamic life-changing books that will catapult you to higher heights entitled Success Has No Uncles, 12 Cancers to Avoid at All Costs in Leadership, Ministry, and Management. You have only one life. Make it count. Understanding and releasing the power of first fruit offerings and tithes. Invoking the incredible power of altars and sacrifices. Forgive, but don't forget. Success is self-determined. Success consists of little daily efforts. And failure consists of little daily neglects. Daniel said, I understood by books. No matter what life throws at you, stay focused and keep moving through relevant and current information. These books are definitely a must for your library. Order your copies today by calling or visiting our website, www.housejitter.org.uk, or using the information on your screen. Understanding the power, the purpose, and importance of the family. Now we're going to look at this from the from God's perspective, not physical correct perspective. Not present the debate on transgender rights or gender rights or LGBTQ perspective. Your perspective must always be from the scripture. Amen. So we're going to look at families from God's perspective, the way it's supposed to be. The way it's supposed to be, not based on what is going on. God's word stands sure in every century and in every decade. Amen. So, understanding the power, the purpose, and importance of their family. Now, we know, I'm going to read something, so just stay very alert. If you can take notes, fine. What you can write, you can write. Okay, so we know, at, since uh, Pastor Michael came to preach, I spinning left and right as still. So if you see me hang around, I will take up the place. So it's not that, that I'm nowhere. I'm very confident. I want you to stay there. So we know artists by their most important creation. Michelangelo by the ceiling of the Sistine Chapel. Beethoven of Beethoven, by his fifth symphony. George Lucas, by the Star Wars battle. Each masterpiece reveals something of its creator. The same is true of God. God's masterpiece is you. God's masterpiece is you and I. He created everything for the first five days, and his masterpiece was released on the sixth day. Then on the seventh day, he rested. So look at your neighbor and say, don't mess with me. I am God's masterpiece. Tell them I may not behave that way sometimes, but I am God's masterpiece. Hallelujah. We catch a glimpse of God, the artist, at work by reading the first two chapters of Genesis. He spoke galaxies into existence, formed the mountains, filled the oceans, planted forests, 
with a magnificent rich range of color and variety. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm not, I don't look like you because of my purpose. Tell somebody, I don't look like you simply because of my purpose. Say, we don't need two of us. We just need one of us. I am who I am because of my purpose. So don't envy, don't hate, don't try to be like me. Stay original. Your clapping will help. Nobody is like you, nobody is like me. Amen. I was in Ghana when I finished preaching. They looked at me and they said, You said all the churches I preached in, they said, You tell them things we've been wanting to tell them. They shook them and they are laughing and they are receiving. That is their, or that's my calling of an apostle. Took you, but you are laughing with the inoculation. Everybody, they said, Everybody has got it. They said, We said this to these are people. There will be problems here. But look at how they are laughing and running to your book table to buy the books after you did what you did to them. Don't try to do like something. This world is waiting for you. In addition to borrowing ideas and wisdom and knowledge from you, you that be you. And catch the spirit of your leader walking in it, but stay original. So, God's playful sight is evident in creatures like the hummingbird, ostriches, skunks. Why would God create a skunk? But that's some of his playful sight. But the masterpiece that reveals more about God than anything else is when God created Genesis chapter 1. Is where your origins, my origins, and Genesis 1 26 to 28 says, Then God said, Now, family is important, you are important because when God was creating everything else, He didn't say, Let us. He just said, Let the heavens, let there be heavens, let there be things, let there be. Now, when it came to man, family, He said, Let Trinity. I'm coming to create a masterpiece. This one involves, should involve the three of us making this decision. Are you with me? I hope you are paying attention. I'm talking to you. So you have a proper perspective of your life and proper perspective of family, irrespective of your history. And God said, let us create man or make man, watch this, in our image. So you, are, you and I are made in the image of God. And then he said, according to our likeness, so you look like God. Let them have, then he said, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. So, watch this. So God created man in his own image. What image were you created? In whose image were you created? In God's image. In the image of God created he him. Now listen to me, females in the house. God created them male and female. So males were created in the image of God. Females were created in the image of God. Both of us were created in the image of God. Male and female created he them. Now notice what he says. There. He didn't say male and male were, he, were created. He said male and female. 
Not male and male, not father and father, not mother and mother, not Adam and Steve, not Eve and Eva. Don't let anybody confuse you. Every church must make its mem- their members know what we stand for, what we believe, and nothing will change it. Not, nothing will change. Anybody who tries to change what our churches stand for won't, won't live till tomorrow. Go by what God says. And we need to teach you these things. God said, male and female created he them and gave both of them dominion. So, we are going somewhere. Then God blessed them. Everybody say, God blessed both of us. Say, male and female were blessed by God. And God said to them, them, them. Everybody say, them. He said to them, be fruitful. So, both male and female have the capacity to be fruitful, productive, impactful, influential, be a voice, both male and female. That's what we have. Male pastors and we have female pastors. We have male leaders, female leaders and female leaders in our churches and organizations and businesses. Once they meet the criteria, they qualify to be. The only disqualification is they don't meet the criteria in terms of fruitfulness and and results. So, he said, be fruitful, watch this, and multiply. I'm going to go into the business perspective next week. Be fruitful and multiply. When the Bible says be fruitful and multiply, it doesn't only mean give birth to children. Be fruitful and multiply in your career, in your profession, in your thinking, in your planning, in your mind, in finances, in every area. Fruitful, multiply, fill the earth with your influence, and then subdue it. In other words, take charge, control, take charge. Then he finished by saying, have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves upon the earth. Now look at the last line that doesn't say, have dominion over each other. We are not supposed to dominate each other. We are not supposed to rule in terms of dominating each other. We are supposed to dominate fish, animals, but we are not supposed to dominate people. Are you there? Okay. So, now let's look at families. There are family scripture verses in the Bible that you can use to pray and to raise your children. Family scriptural verses. They are all there. So, number one, write this down. Write these things down. Write these statements down. Biological families begin with a father and a mother. Not a father and a father. Not a mother and a mother. Children, take notes. Don't sleep. Everybody stay awake. More especially our children, because of the things they are taught in school, in the West. So let them take notes. So when they go and they tell them certain things, they know certain things before they went there. So they are not confused. They give you problems when they come back home. They say, I have certain... I'm a male, but I'm having certain... Everybody has tendencies, but we don't have to act on them if it's not correct. I can wake up one morning and feel like a woman. It doesn't make me a woman. I may feel it. I may feel emotional or feel intuitive. But it doesn't make me a woman. So I should know, I should have enough sense to know that feeling doesn't mean you are it. Just like love. Feeling love, it doesn't mean you discipline yourself to love. Are you there? So we all have tendencies, fine. No problem. 
just that know the truth so that when the feeling is coming, don't correct. You just tell it where to go. It's not fighting matter. So, number one, biological families begin with the father and the mother, not father and father. Everyone watching online, take notes, please. Biological families, we're talking about these are family enrichment months. You must understand family so you can enrich your family life. Because family is the bedrock of society. If families get it right, society will get it right. If families don't get it right, society will get it wrong. Churches get it wrong, society will get it wrong. Because we are the light of the world. If we don't know who we are, how do we educate the world about what the world is all about? We don't know our left, we don't know our right, we think we are this or we think we are that or something or behave some way. How would the world who is looking up to us as the light be able to make a headway? So we must get it, that's why we must have knowledge, that's why God puts us in churches. For knowledge, for wisdom and understanding. So we become outstanding in life. Shout Amen. Biological families begin with the father and the mother, not the father and the father, mother and mother. Where do we find that in the Bible? Bishop, prove it to us, no problem. Genesis chapter 2, verse 24. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, not his father and his father, not his mother and mother. Now I'll be stressing these things, and don't be afraid, I'm the one preaching. This is, my, this is the Bible. So I'm not, I'm not fighting anybody, I'm just laying the foundation. For everybody who follows us. This is, this is it. So don't be confused out there. Because this is going to get worse as we go along. This trans, what's that in the bit? Going to transgender, what? Okay, whatever right is it. Trans, trans, what is a transgender right? So we get it right. To write it. So don't be confused. Don't wake up one morning and begin to behave some way. Therefore shall a man leave his father and mother, and shall cleave unto his wife. A man will cleave to his wife, and they shall be what? One flesh. Now, we are not criticizing people. We are not criticizing people who have certain tendencies or proclivities, who say they are drunkards, or they say they are adulterers, or they are gay, or they are lesbian, or queer. We are not criticizing. We are making, we are telling you what the Bible is. So you don't hit all gays, lesbians, queer, whatever. They are the same as fornicators, adulterers, liars, gossips in church, late, late comers. They are the same. So it's a general thing. And you don't hate people. You just pray that they will get transformed. All bad behavior lines up is part of all those things. So they are not a special case. Love them into the kingdom. Yeah. You don't hate homosexuals. You don't hate lesbians. You don't hate queer. You don't hate gossips. You don't hate non-tithers. They are all in the same class. Are you there? I hope you are getting it. Well done. Because you are the leader's factory, so you'll be teaching people. So you must get your facts right. Let's appreciate Minister Deborah for the Wednesday teaching <laughs> services. <clears throat> so women can teach and men can teach. So, Adam knew his wife, and she conceived, and bare came and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. So, that's from the beginning. Genesis is the beginning of everything. So, write this down. Children emerge from families through male and female union. 
children emerge from families through male and female unit. That's the biological framework, either through uh, physical or through artificial insemination or IVF or whatever. There's no way a man and a man can give birth to a child. That's why they adopt. But when the other day something happened in Uganda, is it Uganda, where they arrested these two people, two men, they are husband and wife. So President, Mus sorry, yeah, they said they are husband and wife. So President Museveni says, before we punish you and imprison you, go and live for one year together in the same house. If you give birth to children, a child by the two of you, the penalty will be suspended. So one year. So I'm sure it doesn't come yet when the time comes. Because you come, one of the reasons for family, marriage is for procreation and to carry out God's agenda on the earth. So anything other than that, we are aborting God's intentions on the earth. Are you understanding? That's why I told you from the beginning, we are coming from God's perspective. There's no way a man and a man can give birth to children. They may adopt. And there's no way a female and a female can give birth to children to procreate and carry out God's purpose on the earth. So, when you are listening to some of those news, don't take sides. Take the Bible side. And free yourself from all harassment. Are you there? That's why you need church. Now, listen to these statistics. Unfortunately, now, like I've told you, it takes male and female to give birth to children. So, the ideal in every home should be a father and a mother, husband and a wife. Unfortunately, now that's the ideal. Unfortunately, there are many more single parents in our day than homes with both fathers and mothers for many reasons which we will not go into today. That's not our focus today. We're just letting you the realities. I was raised by a single parent. I was raised by a single parent. Not by our choice. But it's so, that's the way it happened. So we made up our mind. The suffering we suffered by being raised by only single parents, our children will not go through it. So we made a decision. And we've gone through all kinds of situations where we, we, we've thought of maybe reverting to single parents, but we saw what we suffered and had information enough to keep learning and training and developing ourselves not to become single parents, but to stay married. So it is a choice. It is a choice. There's nothing negative or diabolical about single parenthood. But you can choose not to be a single parent by knowing these things we are teaching the whole month on families. So the reality of it is that there are more single parents now in our day for many reasons. Like I said, we're not going into that uh, today. So why am I stressing the importance of family? Listen to this, lift up your head. It's because, these statistics, it's because there are some people who are not blessed with two parents. And those that are blessed with two parents might not be close to the... reason why God gives you a spiritual family is some of these things you are talking about. Church family. A church is not a place you go to. A church is a family you belong to. God chooses because of all these challenges in biological families. So in addition to everything else, God chooses a, fa a, a, a church family for you that what you miss out on in your biological family, the church headed by a father, a man, and a woman will correct that anomaly. Because some of you never had fathers in your home like me. Discipline, correction, treat you how to show you how to treat a lady. I didn't know all those things when I began. That's why I would tell her when she told me, hold my hand. I said, hold your own hand. And she asked for a flower. And I said, there's some around the street. Because there was no father figure to demonstrate that. 
or show love or kindness or honor parents and those. Nobody showed me. I, we came back from Ghana yesterday and entered our dining room in Kezia, um, had put something very special on the dining table with a gift for her mother, Mother's Day, and my biological, that's Kezia, our biological daughter, and uh, our biological son had ordered Chinese and other food and stored it with breakfast materials for us to welcome their parents. They learned this from their father and their mother. If they didn't have a father and mother to teach them those kind of things of honoring and welcoming your parents, they wouldn't have done that. You understand what I'm talking about? That's why fathers and mothers are crucial. But in the absence of a father and only a mother raising, or in the absence of a mother and only a father raising, you need to learn these things because you are both. You can't give that as an excuse that I'm a single parent, I'm not a man, so I can't do. You need to find a way of learning. And that's why God gives you pastors to fill that gap, that gap ministry. You know, there are some of us who are no father figure in our life. So when we come to church and we have pastors like some of us who are very strong, and very correcting you, disciplining you, you don't like it at all. But because you didn't have biological, so God gave us as a substitute. Because you can't live a life without correction. You can't live a life without reproof, correction, instruction, doctrine, and righteousness. Somebody must be able to speak into your life. Advice. There must be somebody you are accountable to. Because you missed it in that biological aspect. So God brings spiritual fathers and mothers to fill that gap. So you can grow up balanced. <laughs> I hope understanding is coming. That's why I love my, uh, my pastors, my mentors. We didn't travel till we told them we are going. And when we got there, we told them we have arrived. And when we came back, we told them we have come. When we were going, they gave us, uh, they, they upgraded our ticket to first class. When we were coming, they upgraded our ticket to first class. Then when I sent the pictures and the message to my mentor, he said, when I told you to cancel your Ghana trip and go and represent me in Doncaster, this first class is the reward for honoring me and representing me. You learn that from fathers. You learn that from fathers. Fathers will not always be your fan because they are not your friend. They are your coach. There's a time when they'll show the lamb side of them and the other side they'll show the lion side, just like you do with your children. So let's appreciate that. Amen? Well, that's one of the reasons God puts us in family. So, that being said, for the last six listen to this statistic, single parent families have held a steady rate of 35% of total households in the U.S. In 2016, that percentage totaled up to, out to approximately 24 million children raised by single parents. Living single parents in the U.S., which is more than the population of Florida. According to the Kids Data Center, in 2016, 32% of single parents were living in poverty, compared to 7% of two-parent family groups. There is a clear understanding that growing up in destitute can present academic obstacles. One of the reasons why I did my master's at the age of 35 was because I was raised by a single parent. What she had is what she used to raise us. 
took us to preparatory school, sacrificed all the money to take us to preparatory school, to St. Augustine's. But by the time I finished my secondary school, there wasn't enough money for her to sponsor me to sit uh, form of university or Wesley College. So I had to start teaching at the age of 17, working at the age of 17 to, to save money to be able to go sponsor myself to Wesley College. If you have two parent family and both of them are working and they, are, they know some of these things, it helps you to be able to pursue academic degrees and finish within the 0 to 25 bracket. So you don't start late in life. You understand what I'm saying? So two parent families are very important. That's why you must fight, fight the divorce uh, with every fiber of your being. And, and besides just fighting divorce, behave in, both of you behave in such a way that divorce doesn't become an option. Behave towards each other in a way that doesn't make divorce a possibility. Because his behaviors and actions at home that results in divorce on both sides. Amen. So, that is why we are speaking practically on the significance of family. When families come together, they can make the impossible become possible, better than one. And give hope to those they love so clearly and give them a fighting chance in life. Two parent families give their children a fighting chance in life. Single parents can do the same, just that they need to work harder. Parents, both married and single, and elders must hold each other accountable because our children are worthy. One generation, watch this, one generation plants the trees and another gets the shade. One generation plants the trees, the principles, the, 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 the things we are teaching, and the children get the shade. So you are tree planters. That's why we must get it right. So our children bask under the shade. Like our grandchildren are basking under the shade because of what their, their, their parents heard from us and saw from us. We're not talking about perfection. Anybody who's looking for a perfect husband or a perfect wife, just go to heaven and wait for us. But we are all working, and despite that statement, we are all working towards perfection. That word perfection means maturity. Did you get it? Okay, so number one, what's number one? What did you write as number one? Biological families begin with a father, not father and father or mother and mother. And you've seen the statistics of single parents and then um, two-parent families. Number two, write this down. Number two, we are, we are looking at facts. Oh, we need to get the facts. For the fulfillment of God's intended purpose, for the fulfillment of God's intended purpose on earth for us, is that God chooses for you and I a, a spiritual family. It's okay. It's okay. A spiritual family and a biological family. So write that down. God chooses for us spiritual families and biological family. God chooses. It's God who chooses. You need both a spiritual family and a biological family. Somewhere along the line, you, you also develop career, uh, um, have career families or professional families too on your job. For the fulfillment of God's intended purpose for us, write this down, God chooses for you and I both a spiritual destiny family and a biological family. You come from your biological family 
But somewhere along the line, you must get born again for God to give you a spiritual destiny family. A biological family alone is not enough to fulfill your destiny. You need a spiritual family because you are, a, you are first of all a spirit. You have a soul and you live in a body. Church is not optional for any person on this planet. It's not optional. For the fulfillment of God's intended purpose for your life, God, just as He chose your biological father and biological mother, He also chooses your spiritual father and spiritual mother. He chooses based on what you're supposed to become. So God chooses a spiritual family and biological family, and God gives you spiritual parents and then biological parents. Biological parents have their responsibilities. Spiritual parents also have their responsibilities. Um, where do we find that? Second Samuel 7 verse 10. God said, I will appoint. I will appoint. Just as he chose your biological father, he appointed your biological father, biological mother from whom you came. He also says, I will appoint a place, a church for my people, Israel, and I will plant them there. And they shall move no more. And the children of wickedness shall not afflict them anymore. Now, let's all read Psalm 68. So you see from there, I will appoint, a, everybody say, God appoints a place. That's one church, a place, a place, a place. I will appoint a place for my people, Israel. I will plant them there, that they will dwell in a place of their own and move no more. So he plants you in a church where you don't move anymore. You don't go left, right, and center. No, you stay in that one church under that one pastor. You move no more. Then he says, as you stay there, neither shall the children of wickedness afflict you anymore as was before. Amen. Are you getting understanding? We are on a journey. Then Psalm 68 verse 6. Please look at Psalm 68 verse 6. Everybody say biological families, spiritual families, career families, destiny families. They are chosen by God. This is our family enrichment man. So you need to see both the spiritual aspect and the biological aspect. So you get, you benefit from both sides. You, you are incomplete if you just have a biological family. That's why Muslims have their spiritual Muslim family, Buddhists, and all other religions. Despite their career and everything, that's why they have biological parents. They have their spiritual families. It's the same with us. And we must be smarter. If Muslims know they must have their own uh, Muslim families, Jews know they must have their own spiritual Jewish families, then we must also be smarter. Amen. Psalm 68, verse 6. Please look at this. Let's go. God sets the solitary... Let's read it together. Go. God sets... I know... Hold on. I know most of you have been here for a long time. You've heard these scriptures before, but still catch it. Amen. Let's go. God sets... Stop there. God what? God what? What is the, what's another word for set? Fixes. God sets the solitary. Another word for solitary is the lonely. God sets lonely people. When you give birth to a baby and he comes out, you are lonely. When you get born again, you come out of, you get born again, you are lonely. You are alone. So in order for you not to stay alone because of your destiny, God puts you under a biological father and mother. It's the same with spiritual. When you get born again, you are alone. So God decides you must belong to a family where you will grow and become all you're supposed to be. So God sets 
The lonely in what? In what? Everybody scream family. Say family. So tell your neighbor, church is a family. Church is not a place you go to or visit. Church is a family. You know, this man, if you don't understand that church is a family, you misbehave in church. You do all kinds of things that Christians should never do. If you belong to a family, there are certain things you don't do. Amen. Because you belong to a family and people are counting on you. Families depend on each other. So you are in for a good ride this man. Family, family, family. God sets the lonely in families. And look at this. He brings out those who are bound with chains. But the rebellious who choose not to belong to a family dwell in a dry land. So that's why many people are dry. They don't have a family. Or they don't identify with the family that God has given to them. We will not make that mistake. I said we will not make that mistake. But the rebellious dwell in a dry land. Then Jeremiah 3, 15 to 16. Those who have been here for a while, you've heard it before. Worth repeating. Jeremiah 3, 15 to 16. God speaking again. So he chooses your family. Then he chooses your spiritual parents because of who you're supposed to become. When you see my son, you can tell he's my son. Isn't it? Like father, the resemblance, DNA, everything. God, that's what God does for the sake of perpetuity. Amen. Most children look like their parents. All children look like their parents. Whichever way. That's because of God wanting to perpetuate that kind of destiny. So, Jeremiah 3, 15 to 16, he says, I will give you pastors, fathers after my own heart, who will feed you with what? Knowledge and what? Understanding. Pastor's job is to what? Feed you with what? Knowledge and understanding. What are you getting this morning? What are you getting this morning? What are you getting this morning? By knowledge shall the just be delivered. Knowledge, 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 knowledge. God gives you pastors after his own heart to, to feed you with knowledge and understanding. And then the next verse says, It shall come to pass when you are increased and multiplied. So, under your appointed fathers, biological fathers and mothers, spiritual fathers and mothers, you increase and multiply. Everybody say, I increase and multiply as I submit to my biological family and spiritual family. Are you understanding that? Increase and multiplication comes when you are submitted to your biological family and your spiritual family. And God is the one who chooses which family. There are many churches I would have loved to be part of, but that was not the church God chose for me. There are many people I would have loved for them to be the ones who pastor me or mentor me. God said, therefore, this four. And I stay right there. Amen. So, understanding the purpose of family. So, lift up your head right now. Two essential elements of family. Marriage and parenthood. 
marriage and parenthood reveal God's character like nothing else in creation. The love between a husband and a wife provides a glimpse of Christ's passionate devotion to his bride, that is the church. Family does more, family does more than reflect God's character. Family provides a safe place where children can experience love through their parents and learn how to love other people, including church. Church, church, church. Ladies and gentlemen, listen. Family provides a safe place where children can experience God's love. So in your home, your children must experience God's love. But if you haven't experienced God's love, you can't demonstrate it. Family is a place where they experience God's love through their parents and learn how to love other people. So they learn how to love people from home and from church. Are you there? Even Christ himself was born within the context of family. Jesus was the son of God, but he had to come to this earth in the form of man to be raised by a family. Jesus needed the biological family, needed a spiritual family. Now if Jesus needed biological family and spiritual family to fulfill destiny, we are not exempt. You know, there are people who don't think they need churches. Who will leave their matter till another time. <laughs> Amen. Jesus was raised in the context of family. He submitted to an earthly mother and an earthly father to model what it means to honor parents. Jesus submitted to an earthly mother, an earthly father, despite him being the son of God. And those parents modeled to honor parents and to benefit from their loving. So, families give you direction. Write that down. Families give us direction. Families give us direction. Families give us direction. Spiritual families, biological families give us direction. Our sons, our daughters, our grandchildren are given direction by their parents. It's the same with church. Members are given direction by their pastors. It was within the nurturing care of his earthly family that Jesus grew. You know, the Bible says Jesus grew in wisdom and knowledge and favor with God and with men through the family. You want to enjoy favor, submit to family. That's how a man of God will cancel my flight. And I will respond to cancelling my flight and to go and represent him in Doncaster and get the rewards of blessing and what we saw. This trip was the most productive trip I've ever made to Ghana. We accomplished a lot within 13 days that we have never accomplished before. All because of the things we were able to accomplish within that short period of time. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All because I sub I'm submitted to family. I'm submitted to family and I have a family. I have a biological family and I have a spiritual family. Here and those I'm submitted to. We came back just because of you. Yeah, we could have stayed longer. We came because I have a family to feed. Amen. So you have me for eight weeks before I go again. 
Now I've talked in advance that I'll be going again. Yeah, because we need to we need to start doing things elsewhere as well. Amen. Yeah. Jesus said something. I have other family members I must preach to in other cities and other towns. That's why all of you must start getting ready. Start saving everybody. Ten pounds a week. Start saving. Next year we are all going on missions. One batch, second batch. Because we must reach the well. You know too much to be sitting in London. London will try. London will. Uh, this climate stifles potential, in spiritual potential, and some business potentials too. So thank God for this nation. Do what we can do here, but it's time to do something back where you came from. Give back to the nations that gave you your foundation. Even Christ himself was born within the context of family and submitted to tuition and tutelage and mentorship. So, listen, our children need to know that God has a special purpose for placing them within your family. That's why no parent must get so frustrated with their children to say, um, you are the reason I'm suffering. Wrong statement. No, you are not the reason for myself. You are, you are children, you are special. I brought you here, so I'll find every way, with God's help, being a spiritual family for instructions to raise you right and provide for you. That should be the attitude. Don't worry about the struggles. It appears so. It comes to everybody. Amen. Everyone faces challenges. But the children are not the reason. You went to bed with your wife and didn't sleep. That's how they came. Let's put it as literally as that. Without going further. God put children in families so they can experience His love. And learn how to love others, and serve others, and give to others, starting with the family. So let's teach our children early. They are here to save. They are here to love God. They are here to love people. They are here to love society. They are here to give something, some of the stuff they earn or get in life to others, not just themselves. You know, when you see children playing, Baba, my grandson and my granddaughter, my wife got them, uh, what's that, notice, uh, black And she got one that has two sides, because if she doesn't have one with two sides, Baba will be playing on this side. When Rarai comes, she'll say no. So we got two. So if one is playing on this side, the other is playing that. We are teaching them sharing. You must teach your children to share. And let me go there. Can I move a little? You too must learn to share. You can't teach your children to share when you, you are a chief, a chief, I'm strong, stingy. Clap before I do something to you. You must be generous in your home and church and life. Teach, your children can't do what you don't do. They are very often a reflection of us. They learn by what they see than what we say. Okay, so number three, right? Number three. A family is kept steady and prosperous with long productive lives by instructions from the father and mother. Families are preserved through instructions, not suggestions, not opinions. Families prosper through instructions, not suggestions. 
families, your children will prosper, your teens, your young adults, our members of our churches will only prosper as they obey instructions. A family becomes a family through instructions. A family is kept steady and prosperous with long productive lives by instructions from their father and mother, both biological families and church families, not suggestions, not opinions. In my opinion, my son, you must brush your teeth. In my opinion, every morning. It's no opinion. You must brush your teeth. You have exams, you must go to bed early and learn. It's not, a, it's not an opinion. I suggest you go to bed early so you wake up early and go. No, no. You wake up tired and when you are tired in the morning, early. That's why it is advised and instruction says sleep early. It's an instruction. You want to prosper, instruction is tithe and give and work hard and work smart and be creative. And, you know, it, these are not uh, <laughs> suggestions. They are instructions. Know the difference between instructions and uh, suggestions or opinions. Now, what scripture do we use to back that up? I've told you we are doing this, all this from God's perspective. Look at Proverbs chapter 1, verse 8 to 9. Solomon speaking, the wealthiest man and the richest man in his day. He said, my son, please put the scripture up if you can, media. My son, hear the instructions of your father. Hear the what? Hear the instructions of your father and forsake not the law of your mother. Fathers give instructions, mothers give laws. I'm telling you, son, my son, when he was growing up, one year, two year old, we went to a party, and he decided to be, misbehave like Baba. And then everybody was looking, and all the Ghanaians, they were saying, approaching approaching it's British children, it's British children. And the boy was misbehaving. Then my wife took him. He said, excuse me, then went outside. By the time he came back, that was the last misbehavior. Just one good one. One, the rod of correction drives out foolishness in children. Yes, one. Yes, one. He was two. He's not a pastor. He was not a pastor. He's a pastor now. So when we see him also do the same to Baba, we are the ones who try to sometimes as grandparents, we are the ones trying to violate the law. I say, leave him, leave him. Then he just he says the boy behaves. He behaves say what? He's true. He's true. The boy behaves when he's at home with them. As soon as he comes to our place, and then father says, we say, oh, leave him, leave him. And then, so he's developed, he, okay, let me put it this way, he used to develop the tendency that because he's with grandfather and grandmother and they shield, so he can, you know. But recently, a grandmother and grandfather did one sound. So he looked, he couldn't believe, granddad corrected me. Because we discovered we must help the parents. We must help them. So, so we are trying, we are trying. That's right, my son, <laughs> obey the instructions. <laughs> so we are helping him obey your instructions. So we are trying small, small. But today, today is, they are free because we have traveled, we have come. So when you bring them, please allow us to yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll balance the equation. He said, my son, hear the instructions of your father and forsake not. 
You notice there's no suggestion there. Forsake not. It's just like Hebrews 10.25. Forsake not the assembling of yourself. Church attendance is not a suggestion. Church attendance is an instruction. Because we call church service, you've heard it before, church service services your life. Church service is a fuel station that services your life for your destiny. So you're brought under pastors and, and, and teachers and fathers to give you instruction. He says, my son, hear the instruction of your father. Forsake not the law of your mother. Watch the benefits. Watch the benefits. For they, everybody read it. Can you see it? Read it. Go. For they shall be an ornament of grace. The word grace means favor. There shall be an ornament of grace on your head and chains about your neck. So, people see you and you have the chain of grace, ornament of grace, like, like, like necklaces of women. They can see favor all around you simply because of obeying fathers and obeying mothers. So, when you see some people who are disfavored, check their opinions. You go around necklace, ladies, you put on necklaces. Necklace of grace, necklace of favor, simply because of obeying the instructions of your biological father, spiritual father that has passed this, and obeying the law of the mothers. You have a father, and you notice it didn't say, obey the instructions of the father and obey the law of the father. There are two, mother and father, no father and father. Get into the word. Don't get confused in this Western world. Because you can't represent God well if you are just following political correctness. You will need to go to prison for what you believe. And convert all the prisoners there. They will get you out for saving them. They will be, they will be annoyed that you are saving people. They will bring you out. They put Nelson Mandela in prison. So he will forget his dream and his principles. He didn't forget. Amen. So, there shall be an ornament of grace on your head. And then... He says, listen, my son, your father's instruction, and do not forsake your mother's teaching. Everybody say, church attendance is not a suggestion. <laughs> say, it's an instruction. Throughout all the churches in Ghana that I preach, I told them about the, the COVID. You know, right from the beginning, I told you people, Take the vaccine or whatever it is you need to take if you want to take it. But just trust God. And that's exactly what I preach in Ghana. Now they've lifted everything. Boris has lifted everything. If you, even if you have COVID, don't isolate. So free for just distribute it to everybody. It's the same in Ghana. Akufado just lifted it. So I've been telling you, the only person to trust is this thing we are teaching here. I've been right for two years. Now it's free for all. If you, how do you know somebody who has caught it? So if you don't know God, them that know their God shall be strong. Them that serve their God will be healed of any infirmity. The foundation is this. That's why you need church. And the pastors not to be confused to teach one message one Sunday and another Sunday I keeps I change my mind. It's okay. No, 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 no. Two years, continuous, non-stop. And it will continue, sir. Because the truth is the truth. The truth is the truth. Now we don't have to do uh, flight locator. We have to do testing when we are coming. Uh, because the, the economy must move on. 
to everybody, each one for himself. In other words, everybody be responsible. And that's what we've been saying in church. Every Christian must become responsible for their Christian life, their church attendance, their tithing, their giving. If you don't tithe, you are, you are, the devourer will be on your case. So you need to get it. There's, there's no plan B. Amen. My wife, we had this uh, uh, COVID testing machine in our, the thing in our house. They said, t- my wife said, test. I said, you test. Me, I've made up my mind. I know, I know what I know. Not that she doesn't know, but just do what will make you. But I knew that I'm too busy for God to take a break in this area. No, too busy. I've got my jobs, and I've got my communion, and I've got the word, man shall live by, not, not, man shall not live by bread, but by the word of God, daily. No, 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 you, you can't shake my belief. Mm-mm. I walk in alone in the street, Jimmy Cliff, the word. Honor your, Exodus 20, I'm giving you <laughs> family scriptures. Everyone say family scriptures. Oh, family, family. Everybody scream family. If you understand family. Oh, I love my family, man. Yes, 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 yes. My biological family, my spiritual family. My roots and our church. Love our family. That's why we give you our best. And when we are not here, we put the best to represent us. Nothing missing, nothing broke. You have to start valuing yourself. Coming to church means you value yourself. Honor your, Exodus 20, 12. Honor your father and your mother so that you may live long in the land <laughs> that the Lord is giving you. So God wants to give you a land, but you must honor your father and your mother. Don't say they didn't take care of me. My parents didn't take care of me. No, no. No, my parents are too hard. They're always correcting us. Second Timothy says, anytime you come to church, the word of God is for correction, reproof, doctrine, instruction, and righteousness. And I was telling them in Ghana, pastors, even when pastors are preaching, are you aware that even when pastors are preaching, God is preaching to them? God teaches us and corrects us and all the four things the word of God does for, the word of God is for reproof. You see, listen, every time you come to church, expect these four things. Correction, reproof, doctrine, instruction in righteousness. He said, for all people, that the man of God or the Christian will become perfect. Please look for the scripture for me. It's there somewhere. You will make it to your family will be exemplary. Exodus 20, 12. Honor your father and your mother so that it may be well with you. You will live long in the land which God wants to give you. So, our biological children like I said, did not become who they are now and are becoming through suggestions or opinions. No, 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 no. All of them are pursuing courses in line with their destiny. Number four, write this down, please. Number four, in Luke 2, 41 to 52, we have ten minutes to go, and then it will be quarter two. So, in Luke chapter 2, 41 to 52, God, through Jesus, teaches us that, please write this down, mm. 
the best place for you and your children to be is God's house. We're going to look at the scripture that buttresses it. The best place for you and your children to be is God's house and to be about their father's business. The best place, the best, one of the best things we ever did for our children is to take them to church every week. Every week. They are who they are now because of God's house. And who they are going to become. Simply because of God. Not, not even because of their father. It's because they are bringing them to God's house. What their father and mother did in the area of following the scriptures. Taught them to tithe early. Give early. Serve early. Go to church every Sunday. My mother-in-law came to visit. Those of you who have been here for her, I've heard that story before. One day she was... My wife came to tell me, she says, That's her body is not changing her. Her body doesn't feel well. I said, go and tell her. I gave her the visa and bought the ticket for her to come on holidays here. And as long as she's under this roof, she'll go to church or she'll have to go to Ghana today. Go and tell her. So she went and told her whatever she said. And she was in church. With a squeezed face, it didn't bother me at all. Once you are in my house, you will go to church. Because when everything else fails, I can't help you. Only God can help you. You're coming to church. It's what will make God heal you, bless you, prosper you, open doors for you. So it's not even about me. It's not, I don't really want her to come to church because of me. No, no, no. I see her face enough at home. I said, go and tell her. And I told my, grand, my mother, when you are traveling to London, don't come on Sunday. Or you will walk from whichever airport. Because Sunday, oh, Sunday, <laughs> very soon all of you will be servicing your cars once a year. Don't take it. If you like, don't take it for servicing. Don't take it for check service or service. We just service our yeah. 800 pounds. When they told me the figure, I pretended I didn't hear then I look to God, do something. Only God can provide the money to do say, one small service of car. But then, for the car to function excellently, it has to be serviced. Church service is your service station, not bishop's service station. It's your service station to service your life and those that are going to get born again in this church, whom you have to pastor. In this church, we have four pastors. For every pastor, there are 50 people to pastor. So accommodation has been made. The new members that are coming, for every pastor, you are responsible for 50 people to take care of. Every cell leader in this church, as we are moving along, you are responsible for 10 people to care for and call and visit and take care of and follow up as your spiritual children in this church. You have to care for other people. And it comes through servicing and training in church. So the best place for you and your children to be is God's house and to be about the father's business. So your first priority, write this down. Your first priority as a parent is to be in God's house. Your first priority as a parent or parent to be is to be in God's house. God's house. God's house. To be in God's house. And train your children to do the same. You must be in God's house first and train your children. You can't let them go there. <laughs> you are not there. No, don't listen. <laughs> Amen. Oh. Your first priority as a parent 
is to be in God's house, train your children to do the same, and to prioritize God's purpose for their lives. You are here because of God's purpose. So where else to receive instruction about your destiny than God's house? I told them in Ghana, those of you who can come to church and don't come to church, you know the churches I preach. I said, when it's time for wedding, we'll do it online. Put a ring on your wife's finger online. We'll do premarital counseling online. We'll do a kiss your wife online. She's in her house and you are there. Kiss online. Dedicate your baby online. In other words, there are certain things you can't do online. You have to fellowship. There are certain things you can't do online. Get your certificate online. Uh, through the phone. <laughs> I'm older than my age. Amen. That's what God says. Forsake not. He knew before COVID came. <laughs> and this thing happening with people who can go to church and don't go is it is all over the world. That's why we must teach our members and encourage them and give them these things about these things we are teaching. Because it's for their it's for their sake. You don't meet somebody and fall in love with them overnight online. What about their character? What about their behavior? What about their family history? Let's do online. Please come online and marry us. How long have we known each other? Two days. Or one year. Does that make sense to anybody? That's why you need fathers to instruct you. <laughs> Even when you meet them physically and marry them, sometimes there are issues. Then what about abstract? Okay, let's finish for today. We'll continue on next week. Are you getting something? Uh, this is cool. Luke chapter 2, 41 to 52. His parents, that's Jesus, went to Jerusalem every year at the feast. Look at this one. Every year, Jesus' parents went all the way to church in Jerusalem. Jesus' parents. Every year, with Jesus, at the Feast of Passover. And when he was 12 years old, how how old? How old? How old? When he was 12 years old, as they returned, the boy Jesus lingered behind in church. Jerusalem. And Joseph and his mother did not know it. But supposing him to have been in the company of other family members, they went a day's journey, a day's journey, and sought him among their relatives and acquaintances. So when they could not find him, they returned to Jerusalem, to church, seeking him. Look at where the boy decided to stay. At the age of 12, church, Jerusalem. No, now so it was that after three days they found him. Three days missing and where is the boy? The boy lingering comfortably in church. And you wonder why I'm addicted to church. <laughs> Look, as a pastor, so should be the members. 
three days, 12-year-old boy. He was not worried at all that his, his parents are not there. He found comfort, strength. This is Psalm, Psalm 84, verse 7. They go from strength to strength as they appear in Zion. Church is the best place for your children to be, and you yourself. <laughs> now it was that after three days they found him in the temple, sitting, listen, sitting in the midst of the teachers. Both listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. Let's read the last one again. Let's read it. Go. Um, and it came to pass that after three days they found him in the temple sitting in the midst of doctors, both hearing him and asking them questions. And what does he say? What does he say? What's the next line? Ask. And what? All that heard him were what? Astonished at his understanding. At the age of 12, his parents had taught him the scriptures, had been going to church with him all these 12 years, and the boy at the age of 12 had so much understanding that doctors and lawyers were marveled at your children. The understanding of your children because of church. At that age. That's how they will excel in business and politics and commerce and everywhere in their field, in university. Foundation is home. Church. If you are getting something, say, I'm getting something. All who heard of him were astonished. So when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. And he said to them, Why did you seek me? Listen to the next verse. Did you not know that I had to be in my father's house and about my father's business, even at my age? Him having a reasonable in Africa, maybe they say he's talking back to his father. No, it's a reasonable conversation. Didn't you know that from the way you have raised me, that at this particular point, because in the Jewish tradition and culture, when you become a man at the age of 12, and man doesn't mean baritone, man means you become responsible at the age of 12. So don't wait for your children to become eight, seven, six before you teach them some of these principles and the importance of church every week. At the age of 12, you are a man in the Jewish culture. You are responsible. Didn't you know by this time, I must be about my father, so your children know about father's father's business as you are keeping them in church and teaching them scriptural principles. Why did you seek me? I had to be about my father's business. But they did not understand the statement which you spoke then he went down with them, came to Nazareth, and was, listen, subject to them. And his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus, look at this, finally, Jesus increases in wisdom and stature, placement in life, and in favor with God and with men. Foundation Church. He grew in wisdom, in stature. In favor. The root is Christ, church attendance, God, temple, serving God. You want your children to be described as full of wisdom, 
stature, favor with God, including you yourself to be described as a man of wisdom, understanding, favor with God. The key is church attendance. And belonging to a spiritual family tree where you receive instructions and obey the laws. That's why the Bible says, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he grows up, he will not what? Depart from it. Finally, for today, we'll continue next week. Next week, I'll give you the next ten. That's why God testified of Abraham in Genesis 18:19. He said, I know Abraham that he will command this command, command, command. We are going to church. We are reading our Bible. We are praying every morning or every other morning, whichever way you're, 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 you have a proclivity towards. We are going soul winning this Saturday. The whole church, you know, we are going to soul win on the 9th. We are going to win souls. We are going to give our tracts and leaflets. We are going to that prayer marathon. We are going to pray for one hour. Bible said family devotion. Not I'm sleepy. You pray for us. No. Come and learn how to pray. I know that Abraham will command his children after me. God said, I know him. He had no uh, doubts about Abraham's position with him. I know him. I have chosen Abraham. And I know he will command his children in my ways. To know both right and wrong. And to do right. That's what God said. This is God's testimony of Abraham. This is what family is about. This is what family is supposed to be. We will make it. I said we will make it. Put your hands on your head. Receive grace to do what you have heard. Receive grace. Grace to raise my family right. Grace to be addicted to my church family. Grace not just to come there. A grace to remain there like Jesus stayed in the temple three days. Grace to be addicted to service in the house of God. Grace to be addicted to active, proactive service. I receive that grace in the name of Jesus. If you are watching online or you are in the house, you are not born again. You haven't given your life to Jesus. Anyone to give your life to Jesus and be a part of Jesus Universal family and local family. You want to be born again? Lift up your hand. Let me pray for you if you are in the house. You want to be saved? Lift up your hand and let me pray for you. You want to rededicate your life to Jesus? Lift up your hand. Let me pray for you. If you are watching online, you want to be saved? You want to rededicate your life to Christ? Lift up your hand right there where you are and pray this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross. I believe you were raised on the third day. And I confess it with my mouth. I accept you now as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. Cottonwood Publications presents the Financial Freedom Pack. The four newly released books by the author and prolific writer, Dr. Michael Hottonwood. Titles are 21 Reasons Why No Believer or Pastor Should Be Poor, How to Get Out of Debt and Stay Out of Debt, Steps to Becoming Debt Free, Why Budgeting is Not an Option, and Reasons Why People Walk in Lack. Order your copies today by calling 0208-689-6010 or order online at Amazon.co.uk, www.hasajuda.org.uk. 
www.ohmichaelhottonwood.uk or michaelhottonwood.org. Debit or credit card accepted. Secure online payments. Buy Visa card, MasterCard, Charge card, Stored Valued card, Leach card, and PayPal. <laughs> 